Well, hello there. My name is Daniel and I'm part of the young adults here at All Saints. And I've been given the fantastic task of talking to you today about obedience. And while I was preparing this, my mind was wandering to the times that I've been disobedient to the many times. And a couple of stories that I thought I could share with you to highlight my own disobedience was the first time that my mother left me alone at home, I was left with the strict instructions not to do anything silly or dangerous. And as soon as she left the house, I completely ignored that, went into the kitchen and started to set fire to random things to find out what would burn the quickest. And I experimented with Vaseline, which I had been told was petroleum, so I hoped would make things burn quicker. Or another time when my grandparents were looking after me and my siblings, I was messing around again and I ran onto their flower bed, I think, to retrieve a ball that had gone uh, behind it. To which my grandfather shouted at me to get off and go around, so I didn't trample on his plants. To which I, in my infinite wisdom, decided that I could outrun my grandfather, so I was in no danger of being caught. And in defiance and disobedience, I shouted back, saying, no! My grandfather then very quickly surprised me by covering a lot of ground, pulling me off the flower bed. He then showed me the plants that I had crushed and destroyed, and then I reaped the consequences of my actions. And maybe as I've said my stories, you're thinking of a couple of times that you have been disobedient, or maybe you're thinking that you would never trust me to watch your house. But I would like to suggest that each of us is disobedient in some way, shape or form. And this disobedience often leads to hurting others or hurting God. But why should we be disobedient? Why should we be obedient even? Well, from a human level, as can be seen from my examples of childhood, disobedience can lead into trouble or even danger. Rules are often there for a reason, even when we don't understand them, and obedience to these rules can keep us safe. It can also help for mutual flourishing. Perhaps the most topical thing at the moment is the coronavirus and our current state of lockdown. These rules, whatever one thinks about them, are designed to ensure that people are kept safe and that everyone, from the least to the greatest, has the best chance of survival. But human obedience, as with this lockdown or with other examples, is always flawed in some way. I was reading an article in The Lancet that mentions how uh, this time of uh, being obedient and staying in lockdown is forming us as a nation and is having an effect on our mental and physical health. So obedience to human rules can only go so far. And this leads us to look to God. A good way to define biblical obedience is to hear God's word and to act accordingly. God wants to form us and shape us and help us to be right towards him and others. He does this through our obedience to him. As we can see in the human examples, as we are obedient and as we do the things that we are asked to do, we are shaped and formed, just as when we are disobedient, we are deformed. And throughout scripture, we can see that God is trying to form his people to rehumanize and reform what has been deformed by sin at the fall. 
One of the first things I think of when I think of obedience in the Bible is from the Exodus account. When Israel are in slavery in Egypt, and in order for them to leave, they must be obedient to God and follow him. And as they, after they've done this, God gives them the Ten Commandments. Now, it can be easy to think of these as uh, and think of these and place God as a harsh judge with strict rules. But in the Exodus account, God moves heaven and earth and water to bring his people out of slavery. It is then that he gives them the law. Now, to me, this is a wonderful picture of grace and relationship. The law itself is a covenant and it starts from the relationship of God with his people, like that of a parent with their child. God is a God of relationship who wants to bless us and love us with his father's heart. God, the God who created the heavens and the earth, requires nothing of us and requires nothing of the Israelites except for them to listen to him, for them to be saved out of slavery. And had it been the other way around and God had said to the nation of Israel, listen team, you're not going to get out of here unless you do these laws. then that wouldn't have been the same demonstration of grace. But God has saved them and he is able to say to them at the start of Exodus 20, when he introduces the Ten Commandments, I am the Lord your God who has brought you out of the land of slavery. He then goes on to give them the foundation of the law. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who keep my, keep, who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord your God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labour and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, nor your daughter, your male servant or your female slave, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and the sea, and all that is in them. But then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honour your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbour. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male and female servants or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. The foundation of the law is the grace that God has brought Israel out of Egypt and their response 
should be to enter into a covenant with him and to respond in obedience because it is good for them. It was trying to bring the people back to God and to allow them to enjoy creation. The law was designed to rehumanize and reform what had been deformed by sin. It was to help restore the broken nation of Israel. It was to allow for the whole world to flourish. Jesus says in John 14, anyone who 